You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we have The Outsiders. This is episode four of season two uh, called... How We Hunt. How We Hunt. Right to the point. Um, there's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt. Uh, Brought to us by the great Dave Rodriguez. There you go. There you go. So, overall thoughts? What would you give this rating for this episode? I mean, a pretty solid, like, seven and a half, eight. Yeah? I really enjoyed it. There was a lot of trickery, which I guess falls in suit with the Morgan's name, as I was saying at the beginning of the season. And a good bit of action. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's one of those set-up episodes where we finally got a taste of the Kenna really making their moves. You know, we finally got... Potentially. Some- I mean, we were not 100% sure if they're the ones making the moves or everything. But Yeah. Well, come on. I mean, really? I mean, I mean you're right. I mean, I, I definitely think that they are. But we don't know who who done it is yet. Yeah. Well, I would say that, but... We know. <laughs> but, but when you look at the situation of is that the, you, you have your sabotage and then right after it they give you the kind of an action you know it just which bravo outsiders yet again i mean we applied um, them for it last year but this one takes the cake this was uh monumental um it, we'll, we'll sit that at the end <laughs> because it was the end of the show but um you know the the episode really kind of comes out and goes ahead and doesn't waste any time dragging out uh, the storyline of whether or not we're going to do the banishment or not. You know, they get right to the point. Yes, which, which I thought was nice. I thought it was a great decision that we're not dragging it out, we're not moping, we're not seeking more counsel and all that stuff, and they get right to it. Now, I will say I was not a real big fan of how, you know, Gwen delivered her speech to her people. I also felt like the there was a lack of people in the room. Yeah. I felt like... Um, well, I felt her evidence was a little flimsy. I mean, it's been a week. Yeah, I just... Um, I thought, you know... I don't know. I ju- it just didn't come out like I expected it to, you know. Um, now, I will say, Craig, you know, old Mark, coming out, you know, grabbing the stick and doing his part. Bravo. I mean, the guy's got got some chops and really looked good and did good. I mean, for being such a small man with big ears, he stood firm and he was kind of terrifying in these. Yeah, he, uh, I have to say, it's probably one of my favorite episodes with him in it. And that that part was great, but, you know, I just don't see people really just accepting and doing touching the lip and bending over just because... She goes, well, this is the new guy, you know, and yeah. we're going to, you know, it'd be like a said, shame. And- to me, it was just flimsy because, like, yeah. how much could he have really changed in a week when he was asleep for, like, four of the days? Yeah, I mean, when when you kill people, not just one. I go, you killed the Brennan, your own mother, as well as killed an outsider in front of everybody. You put people in hostage. You tried to kill other people you killed other people down at the bottom of the mountain yeah and you know, which people don't even know about and you do all these things and to tell me that one week of a couple good deeds and him acting the part has earned him you know the right solitary to stay, i just yeah I, I struggle i mean why did he not spend time in the iron box why does you know why i mean i think about how asa returned and he spent time in the box six for, months you know forever 
And that was just because he left. You yeah. know, I mean, this guy's. Uh, I don't know. I thought this was a miss. I thought there should have been something and more. Just to say to he it. was the best hunter and everything. It was just like, oh man. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was my major gripe for this episode. Is that I was happy they got to the point of whether they answered the question. I just wasn't but, sure. But it, but it also, I thought that they missed on. You know, proving the point that he earned the right to stay. Yeah. Um, you know, and so uh, it I don't should know. I love how there's still a lot of people that are still mad. You know, we still have Hassel mad, Craig mad, Shern mad, and a few others. But I mean, we're still getting Philip right there who's cheering him on, which as he should be. But I mean, we're getting just as many people that are happy that Big Foster's still there as we are upset. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like I said, use flimsy is a good word. Um, but I did like that she just stood her ground. She was like, hey, I'm Brennan. My decision matters the most. And I was yeah, like, okay. I, I mean, dude, throwing your gauntlet down. I, I, I give you that. I do. I just, I don't know. I just wish it was done just a little bit differently. But, you know, uh, to each his own. It know. was going to be a difficult thing to do no matter what. I just felt like this was, we felt like this was the flimsiest way that they could have done it. I agree. I agree. Um, so then it leads to basically Big Foster wants to uh, go and find his son, which I think is... I love that this plot line is still being addressed every single episode. Yeah, like he's not a forgotten piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, Gwen shoots him down because there were lacking meat and... A That's a little out. odd that Gwen's shooting him down continuously, right? Like she's yeah, not even I a mean, little worried? Uh, you know... What's crazy is is that she she doesn't banish him, but, but then she turns around and you know they're already back at bickering each other and they're, you know, he's going, number one. Like I mean, she's relying on him to hunt. She's relying on him to yeah, be a best warrior. warrior, best hunter. Best, best, you know, I don't know. The dynamic just seemed a little off. I, but then again, I don't know how you would characterize their dynamic when you're in this kind of situation. It's just been so fast paced. Yeah. But I, as you're to me, they're too friendly. She's not moving them around like a pawn. She's confiding in them and everything. Yeah, and that's what I don't like. To me, I, I feel strongly that it's a situation where, you know, you're here, but for any second that I feel like you're wavering back to your old self, you're gone. Yeah. And that's not mentioned. You know, it's like there's, he's not even on probation. It's just, we need you. He's got full reign. It's almost like, it's not like he's Brennan. It's where he was when Lady Ray was Brennan. And it's just like, uh, I don't really like this position. Because we yeah. know how dangerous he can be. She shoots him down. Says, we need you to be a part of this hunt. You know, he agrees. You know. And another example of Morgan you know, getting in there and, you know, spicing it up by saying we're growth great leaders. Um, you know, people touching, respect you. And big yeah, like, touching. Yeah, grabbing man. the hands and getting cuddly again. And talking, you know, people still respect you and, you know, you didn't lose credit and all that kind of stuff. Uh, very manipulative, you know, and which that's why I say earlier I was happy that we finally got some movement you know, instead of just a lot of touchy talk. Mm-hmm. We finally got some, you know, action and teeth brought to the mix seeing all what they can actually do and there there's some teeth yeah and there's no doubt Uh, these things might be fangs actually um and so they dispense with that he goes outside there they got rifles and shotguns and they're going to go hunting and do this and then they end up in this dialogue where you know she's complaining that you use weapons and they're a cheap way to go about it and 
uh, you know, the easy road and, you know, shows you're actually a lack of being a hunter. And, <laughs> um, you know, and I, I kind of liked what he was like. You know, he was like, you know what? It's quick. It's efficient. It gets the job done. It's one of the most humane ways to kill an animal. Yeah. And so I, uh, you know, I'm, I understand, you know, she might be more old school and could be more of a spiritual side to it and, you know, being respectful to the animals and stuff. But, um, you know, <laughs> I thought it, it was, to me, it was nothing more than a pissing contest. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I would Look agree. what I got. <laughs> you, know, and, you know, look what I got. You know, and I just, I don't know. And I would agree with you the most part until I saw us turkey hunting with pistols. Uh, yes. That was. That was um, I've seen some let's stretches critique the hunting life. skills because let me tell you, being a couple of Mississippi boys and having some hunting expert, expertise here, which, you know, um, Big Foster's one line of, uh, like, black tar, like, war paint. Yeah, I, mean, that, that, I, mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, I like the look. I thought it was different. But, all right, so our hunting are, uh, we have a rifle. We're going to shoot, uh, you know, what looks is an elk, you know. And, of course, the bolt clicks, and which they never really explained if whether or not that's a misfire or a malfunction, which doesn't really matter. I felt it didn't like work. it was, like tainted meat and stuff and like for some reason it didn't work like she actually did something to the rifle yeah very possible um so he kills this elk with a crossbow one uh, bolt one bolt um almost drops immediately mm-hmm. that right there um you know I, i'm not gonna linger because i'm sure you know i'm an animal lover and know what that's just not gonna happen it that just doesn't i mean that is a that very thing is taken rare, off and running very rare situation for one just to drop almost immediately from a arrow shot from a rifle it is rare for yeah. them to just drop um so i, I mean but i'm not gonna beat that up to death i'm not gonna beat it to death but typically that would the animal would have ran um you know mm-hmm. and lost its energy and then all she wrote um but i've never been boar hunting hopefully i got a buddy who kind of wants to go and stuff but i don't think that's how you boar hunt well typically um Boar hunting, you can do a lot of times. Dogs run them into a direction where people are waiting to kill it. Mm-hmm. So I mean that that was very plausible. Um, I I just didn't understand the four wheelers. <laughs> well, instead of using dogs, they're using four wheelers. Gotcha. You know, so that all that kind of made sense. Um, I don't know. It, to me, at one point, it looked like they were running this the, the hog that way, but then they were also in the line of fire, you know, behind yeah. the hog, which is kind of like okay. But they didn't show that, which I really didn't care. I was pleased that they didn't show like the animals getting hit. You know, that, yeah, I didn't need to. There see was that. just something that was unnecessary. Um, considering what you see at the end of the episode, you think that they would not shy away, but you know that right there, it's just not necessary. And no. I'm, so I'm applauding that they did not. We would know that they're hunting and everything, and what would we have really gained? Nothing. Exactly. You know. So every and then of course, like you said, the turkey hunt with a couple of revolvers. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you that that right there is that's just atrocious. That is atrocious. I mean that you know, uh, and not only that, they're they're they're. Clint Eastwood six gunning it, you know, bang, 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 you know. And that love is just like you take the big one, I'll take, or I'll take the big one, you take the small. It's like they're the same size. Yeah, uh, uh, just coordinate left and right. It's uh, that right there. Whew. That one was a tough to swallow, but hey, not to say it's not plausible. It's just of all the hunting techniques, that was the least likely to be successful. Um, you know, hey, but whatever, to each his own. Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you what. You know what I was really expecting in this hunting. See, I was expecting Big Foster to be hunting something, and you see 
the girls come in and take care of it. I really thought they were going to take that elk. I really, really thought that he was going to pull the bow up there and about to get ready to take it out. And you see, like, you know, the kenna swing from a tree and cut its throat or something, which mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh, hell no. But, you know, give me something, you know. But instead, it's they, just they bring a bigger cart of meat at the end. A bigger, They come with an entire wagon of food. Yeah. Like, uh, not even just, like, a bigger cart. Although that elk, that was massive. It was. I mean, it takes four guys. You know, to tote that joker in there. You know? Oh, just huge. I love how uh, he says it to Philip, and then Craig comes up and says the exact same thing to him. I was like, yes, salt. Keep throwing it, Craig. We got, we need more. Yeah. Speaking of Craig and throwing salt, how about him? He goes, well, I want to be a handsome man with smaller ears, you know, and uh, it just ain't going to happen, you know. No, like, I mean, I thought he had probably the best episode he's ever had in the show, this one. Yeah, there was some there was some good one-liners. There was some good writing in this, you know. I mean, I know we kind of barbecued the beginning of it with Gwen's speech and the banishment thing, but the rest of the episode was, I thought, really well done. When it came to that situation, I mean, like, just him saying, you know, you can, you know, a man can change, but a monster can't, you know. And oh. There was some, like, there was because some that's good what, dialogue. That's what Big Foster is. He is a monster. There's yeah. no way around it right now. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. Um, we also have Sally Ann all of a sudden show up. Well, and, still climbing the mountain. I love the realism. Like, this is one of the few times where we actually see climbing the mountain is a strain. She started at night. And doesn't get there till like afternoon, late day. Yes. Um, and I, how are you feeling about everyone kind of questioning hassle, like at the top, like, oh, why are you able to do all this, but we have to go take the long runs? It's like just fall in line with hassle. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't understand the need of it. I guess I don't understand that either. But it almost it's bothersome to me is that, like you said, why? make people feel like he's inferior mm-hmm. you know when you're when you're a, a fan favorite character you're a person who can you know spider monkey and ninja fight your way da, 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 with all seven fingers and everything else and i'm just kind of like why every time that he shows him in a leadership role do you cringe yeah you know especially I, when he's proven that everything he said is right he knows this mountain he knows how to do the borders and everything and it just makes no sense to not just give him the, I guess, authority to be able to do all of this. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it, but it could be just our sense of judgment of watching that and just, he just doesn't look good or pull the part of being a leader when it comes to this group. But, I mean, to me, he pulls it off, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just watching it differently. Like, every time I watch him when he speaks to command the troops, I cringe. <laughs> you know, and it's not because he's a bad actor or this, that, or so on. It's just, for some reason, the way they portray and do the scene, it it makes it difficult to swallow, especially when you see the guy's reactions and, like you said, the question things. And so, I don't know. I, you know, it's almost like you need to see him earn his respect before he can command the troops to have that respect. And... So far, all we've got is a scene of them going down there and attacking guards, you know, and which I didn't think was a great scene. No. Um, and that's all we got, you know, and you still have guys complaining, something like that. And so it's just, I don't know. I'm hoping it improves, but now, of course, that's going to change. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, here, here's another example of an awkwardness. Okay. He's talking to the troops, okay, and she walks up behind him. When Terrible he, timing. When he d- realizes it's her, you know, 
he just kind of turns, looks at her, walks over, looks at the guys, looks at her, says, what are you doing, da, 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 da. And then it's really weird and uncomfortable, and he walks around another shed, and they're just kind of staring, staring. I felt like we really needed a different kind of music or something in the background. It just, it's just another awkward situation where, you know, to me, I'm like, hey, guys, dismiss. We'll talk about this later, da, 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 or something. It was just kind of like, um, um, um. Well, I mean, because you're not. an afterthought. Well, I mean, you're not really able to just dismiss it because she's an outsider. And so it's like I'm trying to give all these orders about uh, preventing people from coming up. You know, we don't need to be able to go down. And then, A, an outsider just came right up. And, B, it's the one that everyone knows I have a thing with. Right. I don't know. I just but I'm also, happy to see them together. I just thought that was a really weird way to introduce them together. You know what I mean? Yes. Um and I mean, I thought she gave him a little bit too hard of a time from the get-go on this. It was like you just throw that he's a father on him, expect him to just be jumping up in joy. Well, considering you dropped him like a bad transmission earlier, <laughs> and you know, and but you still find your way back up here because you need help. So, um, yeah, I mean, but then again, you, you could say it's a situation of a person who's desperate. Mm-hmm. Plus, she could be very tired from walking up a mountain all day. You know, I could throw hey, some things I, out there. Hey, I'm Her emotions the and hormones could be all over the map. You know, I'm not going to sit here and talk about women's hormones because no. I don't need 15,000 comments telling <laughs> me, you know, you sexist bastard or anything else. You know, like I know something because I do not. No, I, um, I mean, and obviously I don't know anything like that. It was just like, just so hard. Like you, I expect you to be able to just be happy about this and stuff. I'd be like, right. I know I wouldn't have been happy in that well, situation. I mean, it's just like her comment of, you know, you're being a dick, you know, and, and you know, and, and, and I was just kind of like, wow, you know, and he's, you know, he gives her a hug and everything yeah. like that. I was like, awesome word choice. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. You're just being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, I, I like it when it's just them two and they have that dialogue. It's always good. And it's just another example, you know, it, it's it's quality because you can see they're really pulling those emotions together. I mean, that was like a real struggle. conversation. It was. Like, you don't see the acting there. But when you see ha- Hassel trying to command troops, you feel like you're watching acting. Okay. And, you know, I, I can see what You I know what I mean? I guess that's the now. best way to describe that. Um, and so that's just something. It's just he is the uh, a solo ninja like warrior who handles things da, da, da. the idea of him in leadership roles just doesn't fit well with the personality and persona they've carried for him thus now they're creating him to be maybe he's just more of a lead by example than a lead by yeah, maybe so you know um and of course so just continue on with these two you know there's a party later but they decide to stay together and have the you know the hammock the hammock of love. Well, before that, like we have to get to the point to why they're in the hammock of love is because he goes oh, and talks right. to Gwen. He talks to Gwen, and you know, Gwen puts the ultimatum on him. I, I feel like way back yonder, I went ahead and said that this baby was going to be her uh, get out of jail free card. She can stay. And what Your do you know? Her prediction failed horribly. Oh man! And then what? But wouldn't you know that the prediction I had that is that he would choose her eventually and go and stay with her down at the bottom? Well, I mean, I never thought that he was going to leave her or anything. I but know we, we 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 bantered on ourselves pretty hard. But then wouldn't you know? Yeah, it did come to fruition. Well, one out of two with him, but man, like. <laughs> I'm really disappointed in Gwen for not allowing her to stay. Like, I don't see the point. Here's the deal. You let Big Foster, yes. murdering, backstabbing, piece of crap. Stay on the mountain. Stay on the mountain after one week of, I put my guns away and I can hunt for you. 
Ultimate Warrior, and or you have Hassel who's let you know that he has a girlfriend who is pregnant with a future. Is one hundred percent loyal. You've given him orders, responsibilities, yeah. and all like that, and get what? her off the mountain. No sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I understand blood's thicker than water, but she's, she's about to have blood. blood. Yeah, she's about to have blood. You know, so. I'm really, really surprised that they they went that direction. And he's got a little bit of a falling up on the mountain. Everyone besides Big Foster, people are okay with him. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I just saw two it. situations that contradict logic mm-hmm. when it comes to the reasons and stuff. I don't know. You know, you could people could debate and say, well, you know, you got to protect your people by not letting down outsiders that could draw attention from the outside to come up the mountain. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could say that and so on. Um, I just didn't like it because, I mean, you need more numbers up on the mountain. And I was really looking forward to see how she would adjust to mountain life. Like, I mean, there's no internet, no nothing. And, like, just seeing the adjustments that she was going to have to make to live up there was really exciting to me. Yeah, well, yeah, we didn't get that. No. But I also kind of expected it because I'm ready to see Street Fighter hassle, as with the preview so elegantly put out in the beginning yes you have the preview of you know you know so i'm guessing this is going to be his new career to make money you know him and eight fingers are going to take <laughs> care of folks so i'm not real real sure there um but hey you know we'll, we'll see i know? mean there's gonna be a lot of struggles for him down at the bottom with as ugly as it is for ferals like so it's almost a crime to be a feral down off yeah, the mountain. Well, considering that these guys come in there to get beer, I, I, I love the pine cone. I did the, love the pine cone. A little bit for your trouble, my man. <laughs> you know, um, which, however, two six packs. Yeah, uh, not only that, but think about what he said for your troubles. You know, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is a uh, you know a famous line from a movie. But how do these guys use this kind of dialogue when they don't they don't watch TV and do different things like that? It just kind of struck me. You know what I mean? That, I that's mean, a kind I, of a that's a common you know analogy to a famous movie line, and they. It did, you know, I mean, I can see it just being like a common line for anything. Like, yeah, for your, here's for your troubles. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, you're a big movie person and everything. So, yeah, I, I mean, am. You're so, I mean, to that. is there anybody out there who's listening? Do you think that that was kind of offhand that he quotes a, a famous line? I won't say famous, a highly used line in movies when it comes to situations similar to this. You know, throw yeah. us a, throw us a hook and let us know. I mean, you know? if they take the two things and like he's looking like, well, are you going to take anything else? He's like, that'll do, pig. That'll do. Now, if he would have <laughs> dropped that or something, okay. You know, <laughs> you got a little touch, much, yeah. yeah. But um, this one, eh, not yeah, too much. Well, I, I did I did appreciate you know, the security guard, all 375 pounds of him. <laughs> Come sprinting like, out of yeah, nowhere. If that was the sprint, I'd love to see his crawl. But, you know, <laughs> uh, you know puts put, puts the weapon on him and get on out of here. Um, you know, and that, that's, a, that's expected. You know, you need to feel like, you know, we're taking it to the next level to feel safe down here, you know. Yeah, but do you really believe every shop – has a security guard? Absolutely stores. not. Considering people don't have jobs and people are still starving, I don't see how store owners are able to employ security guards, much yeah. less have this kind of firepower available. I just no. So I mean, I, I could see a liquor store having one, like all the liquor stores. Maybe I could the see bars. a few places that sell anything as of rations or grocery or anything you know consumable goods. Well, Absolutely. I mean, not even I couldn't see the gas station having this. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but you know, I don't. I'm with you. I don't think that we have security guards everywhere. I think that's an offhand statement. Maybe yeah. Later. 
Um, yeah, but it is. But I mean, it was unfortunately, you know, they disobeyed him, came down to the shop and everything, and found out very valuable information that's now needed. And it's just like, uh, yeah, I hate it. This it served its purpose, you know. what I mean, but Still also being wise asses that go down to steal. I mean, who's really going to go through all this trouble for two six packs? Yeah, no, that was that was a especially when you're drinking feral wine. Like, I mean, really, come on. I mean, really, that's got to be like pond water compared to what they're, what they're putting <laughs> in, the, in the jar. Um, to wrap up with Hassel, so you know, towards the end of the episode, of course, they get the funny thing is they left early in the morning and they they showed up at night at night. Yeah, you know? so another credence to how long it takes to go up and down, and and like you're right, they made a. A big deal. I was saying, like, it was early in the morning. She's like, we can stay. You know, we can do all this and stuff. Yeah, and we need to get out of here. I love how they get down to the bottom and you you hesitate, like, oh, man, he's going back up the mountain. He's actually leaving her. And then she kind of saunters over and stuff, puts a little love bug on him. And oh, yeah. All you had to do was put that, that puppy dog look, and it was all she wrote. 100%. You know? Oh, yeah. He was hook, line, sinker. <laughs> you know? I mean, there was no uh, there was no way out of that. No. You know, she put the fish net in the water, and he was done. Do you think that was needed, or do you think he was going to go with her no matter what? Uh, it was needed. I, you needed to see the struggle. Mm-hmm. You needed to see him realize that he's going to choose love and family. I mean, he Immediate needs, family over what he's been, you know. Because he has now. no immediate family up on the hill. Yeah, and I mean, Asa, he's, he's his, alone. His main person, gone. Yeah, I mean, wolf bait, you know. But, uh, oh, like, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> no, come on, man. Yeah. Just lent him an arm. No. <laughs> <laughs> or a hand, everyone's like. Oh, say. my God. <laughs> We're done here. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, anyway, I'm, I'm happy to see him, you know, him choose her. I kind of felt like that way it was going to go eventually. That they were going to have their solo arc, you know, as a, another way to go on the show. So, I was completely cool with that. Um and then we kind of got some sprinkles of, you know, Stash and the, his sister. And um, not really 100% needed this episode. It, it wasn't. It really wasn't. You know, I mean, I'm not complaining that it was in there. Um, I think it's going to be Every episode needs this. to have Stash in it in some capacity. True. Just because I have to see the Stash. You know? Especially with him being so defiant and having, like, the acting chop. I mean, yeah, I'm well, not saying he's ever been a bad actor on the show or anything, but, like, a lot more fiery passion. Well, I'll tell you, one of my favorite lines he ever has produced on the show was in this episode. Is when you know he comes in there and tells that guy, you know, I'm kind of a stickler for details. You know, I uh, catch I the guy this who whole actually thing was do fantastic. Yeah, this dialogue right here, Bravo. You know, um, I, he carries it, he owns it, and he throws it at him, and it's stuck to the wall beautifully. Yes, and you know, the crazy thing is, is that the the governor appointee guy, he makes sense too, which is crazy when you think about it. Is that he says no, every sheriff within 100 miles would own this as what I did, you know, to capture the heart and soul of your town. Which is why he's great at his job. But, you know, those are real problems we have in the world right now. And it's just like. Oh, yeah. there It's, a, it's another little hidden gem. There's a when, lot of hidden gems in this episode. You know, I mean, there's just. Uh, yeah. Um, but you know, it's just like we say, another example of, you know, things that are issues with or hot topics with society today and voila. But I mean, like you said, you know, he was saying like every sheriff within a hundred miles, you need this when you think that if you retract this, the people are really going to stand behind you, yada, yada, yada. And maybe stash from last season takes us as a win. 
Right. But, you know, he's he knows that Lil Foster didn't do it or anything, and it's eating him alive. And there's no way that he can let Lil Foster go to jail for this. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, when he gets done with the situation, he goes into the storage closet area to get the tools out. And I'm going to throw a huge technical red flag right here is that he pulls out what looks to be garden shears. <laughs> okay. Don't really care. There is no way. Unless this is the worst wrapped arm cast, them garden shields ain't touching that thing. These casts are almost impossible to take off, especially uh, clean. They require a saw or a rotary tool or something. The idea of taking something that actually sizes like a pair of scissors or chop those things completely are completely a farce. Those things and are broken. Yeah, that that really kind of like that kind of bothered me. You know, I, I just didn't. I don't know. And realistically, what was the purpose of removing the cast? Nothing good. Just, you know, I just just don't, to not look as weak, it, but everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. I mean, I know we had that, which don't get me wrong, some of the funniest dialogue in the in the, in the the diner. Where she, you know, he comes in there, he comes in there with his Yeti cup, <laughs> and he's like, fill this up for me, da-da-da-da. And he goes, I put it on my tab, da-da-da. And, he, you know, they argue. And that guy goes, well, you know, I might have to kill my wife, and I'll need you to look the other way, Sheriff. And, <laughs> and I was cackling. I, my ribs like, were going pretty good. That was good don't stuff. kill your wife. She's the only one who'll put up with you. <laughs> the only one like, can tolerate <laughs> you. Yes. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, and it was a great way to introduce the newspaper. Because mm-hmm. I mean, how many times you see somebody who just gra- walks by and sees a newspaper and then gets pissed off and goes in there with a dialogue? Yeah, it's like they're walking out of you the know, store. Well, and the it shows right some there. human element. It shows you a new character, a new person in town. Shows the rapport you have mm-hmm. that he was willing to get, you know, buy a coffee for him. Uh, it's a much, much better way of introducing that information to lead to that such powerful uh, dialogue between him and the it's like appointee. spend the extra three minutes to make something actually seem real and genuine. Right. Instead this is of- small town Blacksburg, and this is what locals would do. Mm-hmm. And how they would react to the small town sheriff, you know, and I, I think that's bravo. Yeah, it just goes to show you that the, the attention to detail was put into place there um, to set up, you know, that dynamic sh- that shot. So I love it. Although, if my money was no good somewhere, it would uh, probably lead to like three eggs and some grits as well. <laughs> but you know, I, I digress. Yeah, I digress. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, since he's buying, yeah, uh, you know, throw this together for me. At least make sure bacon on the side too. <laughs> so his now out of left field, out of left field, the sister and the protest. Um, yeah, didn't I, really. I mean, I completely forgot that she was in a group that was doing anything against the uh, mountain. The, this I struggled with the purpose. I mean, I understand you don't want her character to be somebody who's just waiting to die the entire time. Yeah, and I mean give, that was you're, give her, you're giving her something to be a part of to give her a dynamic on the show. I don't know. It just kind of surprised me that that's the that's where it went. You know, it's almost. And but we've also leapfrogged over the whole. I'm going to take treatment thing too. You know, mm-hmm. we're done with the. I'm trying to find money. We're done with the, you know trying to find an alternate method for treating and all that other stuff. Well, I mean, we were never in that stage. I mean, she was just like, I'm going to die, so God has this plan. Yeah, she's made her decision. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that, you know, Stash is just, all right, I'm cutting my cast off and moving a different direction. Well, I mean, he's upset about it, and it's clearly affecting him and everything because I 
think he doesn't cut his cast off any other reason, but uh, he's sitting there doing the dishes and just not even really listening to her. Like, nope, get it all handled. Yeah. Don't worry. I was just like, oh, man, this is bad. Oh, yeah. Well, there's no doubt of that. Um, but then, like, she's just doing the protests right there on private property. And just move it back. Just make it a legal protest. Like, we don't need illegal, illegally ran protests done wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they were trying to serve a point. You know, they were the human chain and we're not moving, da 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 And I was, it, was, it was great to see Stash come out there and get told, you know, yeah, this is about, this is how you repay me. I get you insurance, do all this stuff like that, and she's over there doing all this, you know. Mm-hmm. And it shows you another cool dynamic where he's having to like barter with the devil, mm-hmm. you know. And then she's spitting on the deal, you know. And so, but I liked how like he tells her and everything, like, "Hey, she's the reason why you have insurance." And then she immediately throws it back, "Well, I wouldn't," or "She's the reason my husband's dead." And it's like an even better reason to be fueling this oh, protest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you agree that she's the reason Brees is dead? Hundred percent. Okay. How? Because he's not in that position to get all of them riled up to go up the mountain, and then he goes up and follows them. Okay. Like, I mean, he he doesn't. He wouldn't have felt the need to go and apologize and do all of that for no reason had he not been in power for them. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, he might have been part of that gang, but he would have gotten away. And, like, I don't think it would have escalated to that point. Okay, I'll give you that. Because, I mean, I she gave it. him the money to go get him alcohol, go get him all riled up, and all of that good stuff. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. You know, but he's also a man of his own decision-making, and he's also, you know, and his he own, was murdered. His own decision-making took him right up to the well, mountain exactly. to apologize uh, to the I'll wrong person. You. I give you. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm with you. I just... I needed you to show me the path, my friend. Show me the path. And, um, of course, he re- arrests her and it becomes a video. And yeah, I love that he arrested her. Like, yeah. I don't know why, but she's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right. He just starts slapping the cuffs, cuffs on stuff, her. Cuffed and stuff, man. Cuffed and stuff. I, um, I was hoping, like, the old hit the head on the door and every – on the yeah, on the yeah, door. I was like, come yeah. on, give it to me. The yeah, old classic. That's right. Um, Another example of great detail. A lot of people, I don't know if you noticed, you know, his wrist was hurting. You can mm-hmm. see that he was, you know, kind of gimpy and realized and and so on. This is, would have been a classic who gives a crap, forget about that, you know, move on. Uh, great decision to continue keeping, you know, the realism with that. I thought I like that. I well, that I mean, good. we've talked to plenty of the actors on the shows and stuff who says that Stash takes this role seriously. I yeah. mean, all last season, he was eating like a pill junkie, you know, eating like a grape and a little bit of some crackers and stuff. Taking and, it to the next level. Yes. And here, like you said, you know, he's paying attention to, okay, my wrist needs to be hurting when I'm slapping cuffs on. My wrist needs to be, the wind needs to be affecting my wrist because like you could see when he was just standing there, like he'd shake it whenever like wind was coming. Right. And so like he's paying attention to these small little things. Yeah. There's no, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Um, so powerful scene, and then of course, then they come home after, and it's like you know, and another great line. He goes, "Half the town already thinks I'm a buffoon. Are you? I don't need you trying to convince the other half. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. I mean, uh, you know, and it's just that's got to be a strange time at that house. It's got to be a strange dynamic, uh, you know, and a strained relationship, and a lot of emotions going in different directions. Um, and I think they pulled it off well. Do you think she dies by the end of the season? Uh, no. No, not at all. You think I, we get something? I think we get 
I think it becomes a hot topic mm-hmm. by the end of the season, but it's used as a major catalyst for the, the next one. I don't know. I, they would have to make time fast forward pretty quick for her to get into a scene of where – I mean, I think pancreatic cancer strikes pretty quickly. I mean, I'm not uh, you know, a doctor. I haven't looked it up, but I know, I know it's a... I know it's one of the more deadly ones. You know, once you get it, it's pretty tough because of where it's located. And it, it's an, it's high propensity for spreading based on where it's located. Is what you Calm down to. with the big words over there. Okay. <laughs> hey, man. Okay. <laughs> get off me. Get off my jock. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. I'm, you know, unfortunately, I lost a an amazing friend and neighbor, you know, uh, a few years back. And, you know, I, I ended up having to learn a lot about cancer that I didn't ever want to learn or want to know, uh, cause it's a scary and deadly thing. And whenever you hear the old C word, it's, it's never, there's never a situation where it, you know, it brings hope. It only brings fear and terror until you are educated on it, you know? Yeah. And so it is tough, you know, I mean, it just, it really, really is tough. You know, my, my wife's mother had, had breast cancer and I watched her endure through it. And luckily she's with us today, you know? Um, and I've seen, you know, I work with coworkers where they have a two year old son who has one of the most rarest cases of cancer there is. And, uh, he was lucky enough that St. Jude here in Memphis, which is phenomenal, one of the most amazing places on earth, um, was able to help him and uh, bring specialists in and the foremost surgeon in the world who lived out in California in, and they were able to save this young man's life, and he's a walking blessing and miracle every day. So, uh, you know, cancer is something that strikes a chord, and, uh, you know, I'm going on a little bit of a rant here, but I think everybody who even listens to our podcast or anything else has had it's touched their lives in some facet. It's know? hard to know anybody who hasn't been touched by cancer in yeah. a positive or negative way. I know it's hard to say positive, but as you said, having miracles and everything and oh, going absolutely. through that. You know, I mean, I'm at work and this little boy, they tell us that he's going to have a nine-hour surgery and, and come to find out that um, they go in and he's had miraculous recovery and already bone growth and, um, and it takes less than an hour and the surgeon says it's the – it's the most oddest and amazing recoveries ever seen in his life and on a plane and gone. I mean, so to have a little, to see him running around and playing same day after a surgery that possibly take nine hours and reconstruct uh, to me, that's, there's, you know, that's all the sign I need. Yeah. And so, uh, I praise that and I praise St. Jude and, you know, we, uh, my wife and I try to give and be a part of that. And that's just, uh, so when I see this show and they're talking about somebody who's making the decision not to fight and like that, I respect the person's decision to live their life and, and everything else. But I also have seen the other side that there are places that can help who can give you and give you hope and help. And, but I mean, Blacksburg, Pennsylvania, that, yeah, that's a different. Well, considering that you'd have to drive so far just to even find a, you know, a clinic that handles, you know, abortion and everything else. I can imagine that, you know, the local town, you know, hospital is not the place that, you know, is the highlight or the career place or people travel miles to come to, (laughs) you know, uh, I guess that's, you know, the difference there. So, uh, you know, of course, like I said, I I couldn't stand the whole idea that they gave you a ballpark price of one hundred and thirty something thousand dollars for treatment, which is complete crap and ludicrous. Um, but anyway, anyway, yeah, get off that horse. We did yeah. something that I wasn't really expecting is we still have Big Foster in jail. I mean, I know we're only four episodes in. Little Foster, you, right, little, right, you're, yeah. you're right, you're right, Little Foster. But 
it just feels weird that he's still there, and we don't really have much of a shining light of him getting. Well, you out. know, the funny thing is, we didn't get a lot of movement on his character. No, and oh, we, we got we the dialogue with him and the you know the infirmary doctor. And which I thought was pretty cool, you know. Uh, how about the little pol- political staff? Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, like, how about you know ready. they? Uh, Who's the president? I don't know. It's it's probably best, best that you know. Keep your blood pressure down. <laughs> and I was like, good gracious! Now it makes me wonder: was this filmed by the? T- you know, I would love to know if this was filmed before or after the election was complete. I mean, I would say it was it had to be done before. And it was just like, no matter what. I mean, realistically, when you're choosing between the lesser of evils. Yeah. Um, in most people's mind, then I guess by making the statement that you can, it's kind of a blanket, mm-hmm. doesn't matter which way you go, you know what I mean? And it just ends up fitting perfectly for yeah, a, exactly. how a lot of people feel right now. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I, you know, the little political quip, that was pretty neat. But I like that. I love the, the infirmary doctor's thing, you know, hold on to something. Be careful who you trust. I love his dialogue. Well, hush, I trust you, you know. <laughs> You're learned it already. You know? Yeah, I was like, so, yes. I always uh, love I whenever, like, that little line is like, don't trust anyone. Well, why should I trust you? Yeah. I always love when that gets used. Yeah, it's good stuff. And so it's another example where you don't feel like people are acting. You feel like you're actually watching a serious conversation. And um, then, like, we – I guess this should have kind of not come as a shock to me, but Lil Foster can't read. For whatever reason, came as a little bit of a shock to me. Yeah, you know, you take it for granted. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, there's something else when he's like, can you look to your right? I'm like, hmm, does he know what, which way right and left does? Well, like, I always have this, like, conversation with people. I was like, hey, define right to me. And people were like, well, it's right. And I was like, yeah, but define it. You know, it was like define the color red. You know, like there's just some things that are yeah. ingrained in us that just don't make right. sense. Well, just in verbal conversation, you can defer what something is based on what you observe. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going right over there, right, you know, it could be, a, you know, I'm turning right over here. You know, you can learn that just by vocabulary and, and so on. So, but, you know, it did cross my mind. Like he's like, look to the right. I'm like, is he going to look up, down, <laughs> left, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, and like the only... <laughs> The only reason why I didn't think like that was because, like, I've had that conversation with people where it was like, well, define right to me. And it's just, yeah, like, it's just one you. of those things you know from birth. Yeah, there you go. Um, so then he starts drawing. Could you make out what these pictures were of? Man, like, I thought I was a bad artist. But, <laughs> my God, like, I, I had teachers, uh, like, yelling at my coloring. And I was just like, Lil Foster, you give me hope. Um, you know, I, I paused it and looked at it close like that. I mean, either it's... Like, maybe there was a head and, like, a person. I don't know. Some of them look like a landscape. Some of them look like he was just drawing something from the outside to the bars. I don't know. I, I really couldn't get a clean idea of what he was there. If somebody out there has a clue and knows, you need to let me know. Because I don't have a clue. Not even close know, to a clue. What, what, what we were depicting there. Is and it, I'd love to know if these were actually Ryan Hurst's drawings. Or if these were... <laughs> did you bring somebody in to draw what we just oh, saw? Oh, God. You know I, what I mean? I would love that they brought somebody in just Did we bring the five-year-old in and say, scribble <laughs> on some papers so we can make Ryan Hurst look good? I mean... Well, you know, oh, what are the that, odds here? You know, give me some, give me some details. This, these are the important questions. Ryan Hurst, like, was this you actually drawing? <laughs> like, is this? Do the, you have skills? Is your art for sale? Where? You know, what's price <laughs> range? Um, but do you think that there's any way that this doctor would have been able to swing getting him this pen? That's a tough sell. Man, right? that's a tough sell. You know, he's like, right, you can say he's going to get approved by the guards. You know, I just like, mm, you have a guy who is on there for murder charges, 
you know the guards are waiting to beat yeah, the crap beat out of him down him. he's had a he's had the chair yes the chair you know um he's bashing his head against the bar we're going to go ahead and give him a, a deadly weapon sharp eye him uh, yeah, I'm gonna call straight BS on that. Yeah, like, I was really um, struggling seeing. Now, how being he got a guy play. who actually does have an art major, by the way, um, yes, that is correct. I do have a four-year degree with an art base in it. Um, the type of pencil that he gave him, to my knowledge, if I looked at it correctly, looked like a charcoal sketching pencil, which has a broad tip, meaning that it's not the type of pencil that you could get really, really sharp. Because it wouldn't hold an edge because that type of charcoal is very brittle. Okay. And so, and it's also one of the kinds, if I if I can remember if we're looking at it really close, it's also kind of, it's not a kind of pencil you sharpen. It's a kind that you unravel slowly mm-hmm. um, because it's like it's several layers of paper holding that lead in there. But it's also something that I would not be imagined you would find in a prison. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, as you're describing the, it. Like, like or as like, an infirmary person just happens to have. It's an expensive type of drawing instrument. Um, considering so, and there was 40 drawings on the ground or I mean, let's just say honestly maybe we could say there was 20 and he has no way of sharpening the pencil lid so if it was a regular pencil lid that pencil was gone a long time ago yes so it, it almost gives by de facto states that you need a pencil that can you can unravel to expose lead thus making it a, a more expensive artistic style pencil which we can't even get in schools let alone in prison much less in <laughs> Blackbird's prison <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to go ahead and say, so yet maybe that kind of artistic drawing utensil, they could have gotten them, but would they have really spent the money on it? Eh. Don't say, is it impossible? No. Is it highly improbable and almost laughable? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, Very much so. Yes. And so if you don't believe me, look on the internet, unra- you know, charcoal pencil you can unravel to sharpen because there's no such thing as having a sharp point because they break so easy. Um, and it's meant for shading and rough drafting and it's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so We've been on this long enough. Yeah. Uh, the tirade is over. <laughs> um but, you know, I'm sad to say that's all we got out of his character, you know. I mean, but, I feel like he's going to be in j- prison or jail. I don't yeah, really know which one starting to look like the long haul. At least another three episodes. Now, you know, I'm like. tired. I hate to talk about the comparison to Opie, but it is turning into yes. the Opie saga number two. It really is. And, like, I didn't really watch all that much Sons of Anarchy, but, like, I know, like, this is getting dragged on. And, like, we had just gotten away from being able to compare him to Opie, but now it's, like, this is Opie. Yeah, I'm sorry, listeners. Uh, Cash has not completed Sons of Anarchy. His cherry has Ireland. not popped. Ireland His, was so oh rough. Oh, my Lord. You spoke. You speak of a child whose balls haven't dropped. I need you to oh, bring it, okay? Oh, my God. Ireland um, is so uh, boring and tedious. Uh, what he means is, is the season where they spent so much time in Ireland chasing after Jackson's son, uh, which was one of the worst seasons of the series of television history <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't go know. that route but you know it was rough anyway um and so that's the end of the ryan hurst thing the you know kind of really kind of wrap up the episode we're on to the kenna we're on to morgan and her kenna um look good so they do bring this bounty hunting the bounty in oh, make well. him look bad and then we do the smokehouse and we can all infer that they're the ones who trapped the fella in there and burned the place down. Which, how does no one checking this door for why he can't unlock it? 
Like, this has got to be a little, investigate a little bit, no? Because that was my main thing. Um, I don't know. My biggest deal is, is that, you know, you burn the smokehouse to prove, to try to make Big Foster look bad, yet you just destroy the rations for you and the group you're trying to overthrow. Because they feel very confident that they're going to be able to get more meat. How they're going to do I it. Think I think I probably could have come up with a different way to make him look bad. I, I mean, know I, I could have, but. You know, um, but I don't know. Um, but like, the thing here's is. The, here, the thing that makes this unplausible. Okay. The thing me. that makes, here's the, here's the thing that bothers me. No matter how much of a piece of crap Big Foster is, he would not kill the, the, the guy in the smokehouse. No. He would not kill his cousin. Well, not uh, only that, well, he might. I mean, he did kill his mother. I get you that, but, like, it doesn't fit the, the, the mold now. What the show has turned him into the way he is and so on. And not only that, you see his own guys out there trying to put it out and so on. I, I just don't see it. My and so, thing is he wouldn't put the family clan in danger of not having any food. Yeah. That's the biggest thing to me is because he's talked about, you know, I'm doing this for family. I'm the most dedicated person and everything. Not only that, he's a prideful person, but not prideful enough to De- put destroy. The, put the clan in harm. Yeah, I just, that right there was, I, I think that's why everybody, like even Gwen says, throwing accusations is not going to change anything right now because there's no proof of anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I thought that was a weak attempt to discredit and make him look bad. You know, and it's 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 so it's almost comical that you know you do this amazing hunt to prove your worth to burn it. Yes, and not only that, but you chastise Big Foster for the ways hunting and the cruelty and everything, and then you go and waste. Yeah, you waste everything. I mean, like that's that's that's, that's just <laughs> shameful for like <laughs> that is that is the ultimate hypocrite. Yes, um, there's great word no, choice right there. You know, and so. Um, but basically it's step one, or I should say, you know, you could say step two or three. I think them infiltrating and gaining trust was step one, two. And now we're starting to see the dark side of getting rid of your rivals. Oh, well, um, and now we creating have internal, Yeah. And creating right. internal anarchy and, um, if they're able to come back with actual food, like as much as they had brought before, they're going to be beloved. Yes. Like, there's no way that you can actually challenge them or doubt them because they came through. And now we're going to start relying on them more and more. Right. Um, so, of course, we get the, wow, blow your mind stuff at the end of girls walking up in their little... Um, Nothing, you know, basically. Basically, it's a... Apron. An apron that has your entire backside hanging out. And they come up there and, you know... Like any good security guard, Maybe. does his job of halt, stop, and frisk. Yes. You know, <laughs> frisk nothingness. Enjoy, and let me enjoy this frisking. Um, I, I've worked a lot of security, and I've never been this lucky and unlucky all at the same time. Right. Um, how about this? You know, just the straight up sex scene. Of, yeah. I mean, completely naked. I mean, I'm talking. Thrusting and riding. This is HBO at nine o'clock right now. Ugh. Yes, this I'm like the only thing missing was Khaleesi and Drago. Yes, you know I mean it was 
Wow, it was WGN. a full-on sex scene. Like, I mean, I mean there's, there's no other way around. No, it. I mean, you didn't, you you might not have seen, you know, the full full nudity, but you got plenty yeah. for your eyes. I mean, this, this is even I would say dare say more so than full nudity because you're getting actual action. Yeah, you I mean, you're getting you're getting the bump and grind. Right? Yes, and security guards are enjoying their lives and um, just complete. <laughs> Just to come out there, it's one thing to stab somebody. Yes. It's a complete another to take two separate stabbing items and go through the eye sockets. Now, do you think that there was a message in going through the eye sockets? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Um, And I think that'll be revealed. Mm -hmm. But, wow. I'm telling you, man. And the actors. No, I'm telling you right now. The whole deal of, you know, homeboys holding her breasts. He looks back. She stabs both eyes out. The girl's giggling as he's still yes. holding the breast. Okay, I was like, he's getting his last feeling. Yeah, what was he supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, really, I mean, I'm done. But <laughs> I still got these knockers in my hand. Might as well go out swinging. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, die on the smile, you know, yeah. almost. Um, I mean, that's every guy's dream but right there. You the know? next scene where homegirls stick their finger in his sockets to get some blood and put it on there. I was like, O-M-G. It was a little much. Wow. I mean, wow. Really, I was like, so we, we went from a true grind sex scene mm-hmm. to a brutal murder of double eye stabbing. To a, let me put my fingers yeah. in your eye sockets. Let me make a blood ritual right quick. Yeah, I'm just like, whoa. Nah. It went dark quick. Yes. And. It went from enjoyable to extremely dark <laughs> to, I, I don't even know where <laughs> yeah. we are anymore. Man. Yes. I mean. Now, I, I got a little theory that I just kind of came up with. because I Dazzle me. Kind of hit me. They're on their part of the mountain. You know, they're down on the shadow side and they have an extra supply of food. And they're going to be able to bring this up. And that's why she's felt safe in burning everything that they took out. And they're going to be able to be the saviors yet again. I don't know if their goal is to be the saviors or more or less find a way to tear apart a group and... I just don't. I, I really don't know what their motives are. The, Not a clue. I mean, that's the whole deal. Is that they the show hasn't given you the complete package with them. We don't have the motive. What you know what their motive, what their motives are, what the ultimate goal is. I mean, I just don't see this group trying to make it where they kill every dude and try to recruit the women. I just don't see that. There's just not enough of them. Like, what's the point? Yeah. So I don't understand what the. We just don't have enough of the puzzle pieces to even start making the outside border. Mm-hmm. All we've got is little pieces that show murder, sex, uh, touchy feely manipulation, blood. Um, you know, blood. I mean, so that's all we got. We got no answers on kids. We got no answers on dudes. We got no answers on motivation. We got no answers on end goal. And so that's going to continue to be the mystery. You know, um, we're seeing them make moves now, but what is the purpose of killing these two guards? What is the purpose of I think they're doing... guarding the shadow side and they've got some stored up food or something. I, I don't, don't know. know. I mean, for all we know, they're killing these guards to have easy access to go to the hunting side where they can get the next load. It could be something as simple as that. Yep. Or it could be is that, you know, 
there's significance to taking their eyes out. You know, it's no. a symbol is a way is a see. Here's my deal is is that I think they're tired of being on the shadow side. They want to be where Gwen's group is. Okay, how do we get people to exterminate? Well, we're going to tear them up from the inside by making Big Foster be the problem on the inside. So there's internal anarchy. But they Let's, she wanted to kill Big Foster. Right. Like, I mean, she not only wanted to she didn't really want Big Foster to be the problem. She wanted to take care of Big Foster. I got you. But then now, okay, well, let's get the town started up by killing these two dudes in a way that is heinous. And maybe that brings them up the mountain. I don't know. I just don't know what they're like. I'm completely clueless. Yeah, but we don't even know if they're going to leave the bodies for the town to find. I know. Like, so, like, like now we're going to the next episode, and they're hanging from their genitals with their eyes missing. You know, next to the trailer, it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty tough. <laughs> oh, okay. see, I didn't wa- I didn't watch that part of it, so it was just like, um, well, no, okay, uh, so that's so not what happened in the trailer. I'm just saying, if uh, we see something like that in the next episode, we'll be. <laughs> It'll be a I don't need to be watching w- this season get moved to yeah. Cinemax. Yeah. If that's yeah. what's Skinemax <laughs> has taken over in the WGN. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, and that, I mean, that's kind of how we wrapped the episode up. You know, the next season preview, I'm not next season, the next episode preview is, you know, it's definitely focused on Little Foster and prison life. Um, I'm sure it's going to be focused on, you know, whatever that cannot have done and how that has backlash and or whatever. So, I mean, it's, you know, it was not your most compelling preview. It left a lot to be up for air, which doesn't bother me. You know, no. I, don't, I don't, I hate previews that give you the whole movie. There's nothing worse than like watching Terminator Genesis's uh, the freaking preview that shows you the bad guys, the turncoat and midway through the, I'm like, Really? This is supposed to be a surprise reveal, and you go ahead and show it to us in the preview? Yeah. I mean, there's no point of watching a trailer or preview of something that you know you're going to watch. Yeah, I just... At uh, least in my opinion. Yeah, I'm totally with you, and so on. Um, It's just it's one of those things, you know. Um, We do got some good movies coming out, you know. I think as a group, we're going to try to get together and watch Logan and maybe get a pod on it. I think it would be a good one. Yep. I'm liking the new direction and the dynamic of the director and cinematography on this one. It looks like it's more. It looks of a, like the only good one that's actually going to be good, but it's yeah. rated R and everything, so they're actually going to let go on that angle. Yes, yeah. Um, and it doesn't. It, it looks completely the opposite of your normal X Men series, where everything is very. Which is probably a good thing at this point. Yes, it looks dark. It looks gritty. It looks, you know, bloody. Yeah, it, yeah. It looks like it's really going to tear at the whole heartstrings with mm. a lot of different things. So I'm, I'm really. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, we're going to try to get together and pod that guys for you guys. Uh, we get, we're able to hope. So uh, it's just one of those things. Um, but as for tonight, guys, I mean, we hope you enjoyed the cast. We, uh, we, we absolutely love outsiders. It's definitely one of our favorite shows of all time. Really, really enjoy it. And we got a possibility of maybe even having a uh, giveaway coming down the pike. We've been in contact with some people and we want to try to do something special for listeners and, uh, future listeners and so on and we're really looking forward to it now uh, we'll try to give y'all more details on that as we move forward um but as always you know we want to ask you know if you've got a minute to give us a, a positive review on itunes or click a subscribe button on whatever pod uh catcher app you have or something like that that does go goes a long long way for us and we really really appreciate it and uh, but other than that guys i think we're just going to call it a night i'm looking forward to next week this is bleed tv and i'm zach and i'm cash and we'll see y'all next week